We, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He restored my soul. He leaded me in the paths of righteousness. Yea, though I walk through them, I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff. Some people over there quiet. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are. But many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the God of that scripture. Welcome to the Life Experience, a broadcast brought to you by Life Worship Center, where we're led by a dynamic duo, Bishop Denzel and Robin Rule. We are a church that lives in love, operates in integrity walks by faith and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. And God blessed them, uh-huh. and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, uh-huh. and subdue it, uh-huh. and have dominion. All right, right there. He said, and subdue it, and do what? Have dominion. Have dominion means dominion. You know what that really means? That means when you dominate something, it means it exists for your pleasure. He says one of the definitions of dominate means that this thing that you dominate exists for your pleasure. There's another kind of living right here. This, this is dangerous preaching right here. He's saying that because I'm in dominion, what I need from you, you have to give to me. You have no option but to give to me what I need from you. Is this too much? This stretch your mind to another level, glory to God. That you say, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, earth. My money is too low. And if I've been called to dominate in the earth, earth, I need you to, whatever needs to happen to align, to get my money where it needs to be, get mad if you won't get mad. He's a money preacher. Yes, I am. I'm a money preacher. I'm a healing preacher. I'm a, no, I preach all them kind of things. I like to try to preach the whole book. So I try to do, you see? Now, that dominate, God says dominate. Dominate means that whatever exists, exists for your pleasure. If you are dominating something, that means it lives for you. He says dominate. Have dominion. It lives for you. Now, when you read the scripture, you realize this now. Let me help somebody. Read the text again. Same Genesis 1, 28. Uh, keep on going. They can find it eventually. And God blessed them. Uh-huh. And God said unto them, uh-huh. 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 It mm-hmm. and have dominion uh-huh. over the fish of the sea, fish, and over the fowl of the air, fowl. and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Okay, that list there does not include humans. Let me put a little balance in here. The list does not include humans for those here who can leave here and get fresh. You have not been given the authority to dominate people. Let me tell you all in black suit. You do not, I don't care what gun, what badge, what stripe on your pants you have, you cannot dominate people. But the one of your boys, them stopped me one time. 
And he spoke to me with a tone that suggested that he had dominion over me. And I had to remind him, no, you don't dominate me. Speak nice to me. I just pay you. Let me book you. Bring your voice down. I ain't shout at you. Based on what I understand, you're supposed to meet my level of aggression. You, you, you don't overcome my aggression. I talk in right here. Right here. And then he come close. Hold on, you Bishop Danzer wrote. So we don't have permission to dominate people. I'm building the case here. I ain't reached yet. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. All right, let's keep on. Let's keep on moving. Am I helping anybody? Okay. Um, so he says then, he says that we ought to be comfortable as believers. We ought to be one million percent comfortable walking in our dominion, imitating God. Now, let's go a little further. How does God, man, I want to rush to where I need to get. How does God, how does Jesus get things accomplished in the earth? How do they do it? And this is the big thing here that you must get. Everything, if we are imitating God, the way God, the way Jesus got things done in the earth was not by force, it was with their mouth. Everything that God did, everything that Jesus did, was did with... The, is that good English? Was did? They did it. <laughs> and that happened so smooth that was did. That was just flowing, like was did. <laughs> they did it with their mouth. Please say, say my mouth has power. Oh my God, say it again, say my mouth has power. power. Some of you want to say it, yeah, that's why you don't realize the power in your mouth. Say it again, say my mouth has power. power. There is power, Stephen, hear me, my brother. Your mouth has power. You got to to get to the point where you put your mouth in a chokehold. Mouth, you're going to say what I want you to say. I ain't going to let you talk crazy. Your mouth has power. Power. The devil knows this, and this is why um, he, he, he loves to contaminate our language. He says to God, he says, um, Job is going to curse you. In other words, Job is going to say something out of his mouth. Job was, the devil knew that if I could get Job to talk crazy, I got him. There's a scripture here. Usually when I talk my mouth scriptures, I go a certain space. I want to go somewhere else tonight, today. Uh, go to uh, Tingham. Uh, go to... Matthew 15, uh, verse number 10. Here's what it says. And he called the multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand. Go to verse 11. Watch this. He says, Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth. This defiles a man. What stops you is not what you ingest, it's what you let come out. The greatest limiting factor in your life, hear me, is what's been coming out of your mouth. The greatest limiting factor in everyone in this room, in your life, is what has been coming out of your mouth. Your mouth, what comes out of your mouth defies you, not what goes in. So that's crazy. So, you know, I know, eat right, you know, 
Eat properly. Have a good diet, all that kind of good stuff. Watch what you allow into your system, into your mind, into your soul. But at the end of the day, that don't defile you. That's so crazy that you could watch all the dumbness in the world. He says, that don't defile you. You get defiled when you let it come out of your mouth. You shouldn't let it get in, but for God's sake, don't let it come out. So you try to stop it from getting in, but for God's sake, I told you, put a chokehold on your mouth. I can't let you get out, because if you get out, then you can defile me. What you think don't stop you is what you say. Now, put a, I'm coming back to that. Okay, let's, let's end, let's end. I really didn't get to the word yet, you know. I said, trying to get you all to grasp and comprehend from Matthew chapter, because I really didn't get to where I want to be. Okay. Um, in my effort to have us to speak right, the Lord says, son, you have preached the people into a place of spiritual toil. You have preached them into toil because we have been fighting to say the right words out of our mouth. Because this revelation has been caught by life of center, and so we've been trying to say the right thing, but we have now been toiling to say the right thing. To the point where, oh God, I shouldn't say that. Because uh, now you have a consciousness of the power of your confession. And God says, you've preached your church into a place of toil, and that's a problem. Because we were never supposed to live in toil, in no area even if it's holy. Even if it's godly, God says, I promise that. God says, I don't do toil. My people don't leave rest. And whenever you leave rest, you are in error. Even for spiritual things. So those of y'all who are so agitated with your heavenly language, you, <laughs> the Holy Ghost got you weary. Let me just look up at the ceiling. Some of y'all, the Holy Ghost beating you all bad. Man, this Holy Ghost, this Holy Ghost. Whew. You don't know the cost of the earth. In my alabaster box. I mean, this, the Holy Ghost got us beat down, broke down, bust up. God says, watch that. That's toil. And he says, this teaching you've been doing, God, I got to come back to the second service. This teaching you've been doing, be careful, son, because persons are being so careful to say the right things, setting alarms in their phone, putting notes in their... Sorry, uh, writing these notes down and getting so locked in. Sorry, sorry, sorry Julie. Uh, again, so locked in to make sure I get this word because I want to say the right thing and I got to get this and I got to say this and I got to get this. I got to say this. He says, They are now in toil. And when you're in toil, you don't enter into my rest. Because the place of promise is a place of rest, not a place of toil. Man, God, I'm rushing to try to get to one particular place. So he says, Son, in order for us to move from this place of toil, we got to shift from trying to say the right thing, and we now need to move to thinking the right thing. Because if you get your mind right, then your mouth will go right. One more time. If you get your mind right, then your mouth will go right. He says, you have taught them the importance of words. Now I'm bringing you back to teach them the importance of thinking. The only way to fix your crazy talking is to fix your crazy thinking. 
If crazy in your mind, trust me, ain't long, it can come out your mouth. And we like to say this, I don't know where that came from. I do. I said it, but I didn't mean it. Yes, it did. It came from. So what we have to do now, we have to reprogram these minds to function in a way that pleases God so that our mouth would be fixed automatically. When you fix your mind, you can rest your mouth. Jesus, Lord of mercy. When your mind gets fixed, you ain't got to stress with your mouth no more. Because your mouth will automatically talk sense. But when your mind bad, Lord, Lord, God, your mouth is just, just go. You just say, Lord, God, don't raise your hand, but is there anybody here that's still talking crazy? Glory to God. And the reason you're talking crazy is because you're thinking crazy. And we need to fix your mind. Talking stuff like, I don't know how I can make it. Talking stuff like, I, 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 all, these, all the crazy stuff that we talk. In order to fix that, we got to fix your mind. Listen, let me end with this. We did a scenario a few weeks ago. Now I'm in my text. The text says, let this mind be in you. Let it be. In other words, he's saying that there's something that's stopping this mind from being in your life. Remember that, that scenario where one of the boys is blocking the other fellow? He says, there is something blocking this mind from manifesting in your life. I need to do something really quickly. I know these recruits tired. Can I, I just need three, three male recruits, like three of them who are still up. I need three of them. And... Uh, I petty, you know I petty, I petty. This can be three, any three, any three brothers, any three male recruits, three all in black. I need you, right? Right, this can be so good. The good stuff. This will be one. This is the good, what's your name is, bro? Ryan? So Ryan, Ryan, Ryan is the blessing. Ryan is the good mind, right? Uh, what's your name, sir? Who? Pratt. What's your first name, sir? What's your name, Pratt? Oh, Jesus. George. All right, so we got Ryan and we get George. Now, George is holding back Ryan. Now, we got a problem. What's your name, senior man? Rakim. Rakim is the one that need to get Ryan. This is something big right here. I tell Rakim, let Ryan go. So, so George, you stop and write. George, I want to fight now. This, 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 is, this is an exercise in church. All right? So block, block him from moving, right? So you turn towards him. I'm George. Turn towards him. You're blocking him. You're resisting him, right? There's resistance there. Now, there is... There's a problem that we have because I need Rakim to free Ryan. Here's the problem. Rakim cannot free Ryan if he cannot conquer George. If George is stronger, badder, bigger than Rakim, Ryan in problems. Oh my goodness. The question here is, how big is your George? Now, Looking at Rakim, looking at George. Oh. Oh, oh. 
I don't know. Um, I really know where to gamble here. I don't know where to put my money here. Um, but the, the problem we have is we've been sending a weak Rakim. You, you're weak. No, not, not at all. Not in the least. All right. Rakim, take your seat. Come, Trey. Um, um, George, you could, you could take him. Yeah? You could take him, right? Sure? Yes, yeah, yeah. Stop and come over here. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's stuck. Because he's being withheld by him. You need something bigger and stronger than him to free him. We've been trying to let him go and sending a weakling to come against him. And he being dominating who we send because he's stronger than them. So we need to send reinforcement to overcome him in order to free him. <laughs> Thank you, Brendan. Thank you, Brendan. Watch this. Now, here is the problem. I didn't define who George is. That's the right one. Who is George? Let me give you information. George, my brother, is not the devil. That's where we've been going wrong. We thought George was a demon. Look at George. He's a good guy. He's not a demon. Say right, George. Right, right. So, so George ain't no demon. He's a good guy. And we thought we needed Stafford to overcome a demon. It's not a demon. You know who George is? George is you. George is the carnal mind. And the problem is a lot of us don't realize how big and strong our carnal mind is. Your carnal mind, I was going to step round downstairs, but I mean, I didn't want George them to run. So that's why I didn't go now. I said somebody like, like, you know, somebody's officer. The problem is, your carnal mind look like me. And you sending someone look like Kenneth to free your spiritual mind. And what Kenneth doing, Kenneth coming to the door and seeing me. For the sake of the visitors, Kenneth, please stand up. <laughs> you, Kenneth comes to the door and sees me standing at the And he's saying, that don't make no sense. I ain't fooling with that. I ain't wasting my time. And Kenneth's going back. And you're wondering why you ain't as spiritual as you want to be because your spirit can't overcome that big fella that's standing in the way. What's been stopping you from becoming who God has called you to be is not a demon, it's you. It's a carnal mind. God Almighty, start playing somebody who on the keyboard. Because boy, this way it get good. This way I really start preaching. This really, all I was introduction, now I in the word now. 
Because the carnal mind, it thinks like this. The, word, the carnal mind is defined, Jody, write this down, is defined, watch this, as your animal nature. Without the Spirit of God, you are just another animal. And saying that, some of you, some of you in the room say, oh, Lord, that's right. Because some of you are being dating animals. Some of us being dating animals. We've been, we've been. I, no, ain't no mama. Someone's been dating reptiles. Glory to God. Glory to God. You've been dating, Lord. I gotta go. It's getting good, but I gotta run, Lord God. We've been dating. We've been co-mingling. We've been negotiating with animals. And you've been trying to function, but you don't realize they live under the law of the jungle. They have a different kind of laws. Here's how they think. They, they, this is how animals think. We must have what we desire. If I desire it, I gotta have it. Animals. Animals are always subject to their present circumstances. Animals always live in the now. That's how animals can sleep with you now and walk past you two days from now. And you can't wait to see them, and you see them smiling, they come to see you, they'll walk straight past you like you don't exist. Animals, animals, animals. Animals live by the five senses. What they can see, what they can touch, what they can smell, what they, that's how they live by. They, they, have, they don't have no perception to the next dimension. Ooh, animals are creatures of habit. That's why we get that darn groundhog. Creatures of habit. They do what they do. They have their cycles. <laughs> and it doesn't change. You can set your clock by them. That's why we get that crazy rooster. Don't change the schedule. He does what he does. You wake up the same time every morning to walk that dog. Creatures of, of habit. You don't need to check your clock, just check your dog. Mm. Whenever you get, those of you who brag about OCD, you're an animal. Oh, Pastor, that was unfair. Where things gotta be the same place in the same order, in the same time, in the same this. You, you got to have the same amount of raisin. You just measure the, the raisin to put in your oatmeal. <laughs> everything is templated. Everything cookie cutter. You, everything is like this. And as soon as somebody upset that, your whole day is thrown off. That is animalistic. That's why you could tie up, you could tie up a wild animal. And if you tie him up long enough, you could lose him. And he wouldn't move. Because they, they adjust. You, you tie up a wild animal long enough, loose it, and leave it. Ain't going nowhere. 
Animals. Animals will turn on anyone that challenges them. That's why animals is eat their siblings. Parents has killed their children. If you challenge me, I will kill you. Animals. Animals answer to no one but themselves. Bottom line, animals are consumed by themselves. I get 10 peas right here, but I can't go. I can't play that. 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Animals are consumed. I'm going to like this. We. We are consumed by us. That confirms the animal in us. We're consumed by us. So it's all about us. Pampering us. Providing for us. Proving us. Protecting us. Propping up us. Promoting us. Prospering us. Pitying us. Parading us. Pleasing us. 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 That's a good 10 right there. Run the 10 again. We play that divided around the ten. Pampering us, providing for us, proving us, protecting us, propping up us, promoting us, prospering us, pitying us, parading us, pleasing us. Animalistic. Carnal. It's all about. Us. I was writing this down and I heard I heard this song. They don't really care about us. Yeah, Mike. All I want to say is they don't care about us. And I say, Mike, that's the problem. You're too concerned about us. In order to free Ryan. Ryan, right? Under the free Ryan. We got to tear down George. And listen, every day George getting bigger. George constantly eating. Constantly growing. Clap your hands if you were blessed by the word. It's up right there. If you were blessed by the word, clap your hands. Glory to God. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Rule of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office. 6015125 We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.